Coming up on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, the Cougs turn in a record-setting mark from the arc. Evan Troy for three. And there oh, it is! Man. There it is! For the first time in BYU basketball history, it's 18 threes in a game. 18 triples has never been done until tonight. And do a heck of a job on the lob for the game winner on the weekend. TJ runs it, lobs it to Yo oh, and the hammer! The alley-oop throwdown! As BYU gets back into the top 25. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. And now, your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside Studio C at BYU TV and the BYU Broadcasting Building for another weekly edition of The Pope Show. A jam-packed hour of highlights, stats, fun features, and interviews, and we hope you enjoy tonight's broadcast along with our live audience here in Studio C. Coming up on tonight's broadcast, we will look back on another two-win weekend for the Cougs in their SoCal road swing. We'll preview the final two home games of the season with Santa Clara and Gonzaga rolling into Provo. Inside BYU Hoops takes us inside the brotherhood of BYU's walk-ons. This week's Deep Blue feature profiles freshman Trevin Nell. We visit with Dalton Nixon in studio, and we ask the weekly question, what happened? All right, uh, lots to get to. We get it going alongside the head coach of the Cougars. Let's bring him on in. He is Mark Pope. This is the class. Uh, back row is the yeah, class. You can yeah. tell because they're stunning, right, <laughs> as a group. We have a, we have a wonderful class of uh, BYU communication students here tonight Good. enjoying us on the show. Guys, thanks yeah. for being here. It's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. And I want to, can I start? Please. I, got, I had the greatest the floor experience. floor is yours. Maybe the greatest experience of my entire life after the game at San Diego, okay? So just so you know, we are blessed beyond, we, beyond the level we could possibly know to have Greg Rubel is our voice of all things BYU because not only is he the best pro in the business, I was in the NBA for a long time, and you're the best guy I've ever been around, but he knows everything, <laughs> everything there is to know about BYU ath athletics, top to bottom, every single sport. And so we're doing the post-game interview, and I said, yeah, this is actually the longest in-league winning streak we've had since 2015, in the last five years. <laughs> and Greg's face went totally blank. <laughs> the look I gave him, I was like, it was the greatest moment of victory in my life. I'm like, I know something Greg Rubel doesn't know. <laughs> so I brought something for you. Oh, what's that? Can we, can we put the picture up? I know something else Greg Rubel doesn't know. Huh. I know so, all these guys. This is trivia. See, okay. right now I'm telling you, he's such a pro. He is sweating right now. <laughs> okay, so can you tell me what those three coaches on the BYU staff have that no other three coaches on any Division I program in America have? Hmm. Uh, you can't tell me. Some of the sweetest uh, jump shots. Nope. Of, of, no, not even not close. That. It's not, not that close. Uh, it's better. Is, 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 it's not, is it high school accolades, college accolades, points scored? Are we going? Are we... No. We each have daughters. Okay, that I knew. We each have daughters in high school. Okay. I'm pretty sure, I haven't researched the whole thing, I'm pretty sure we're the only three coaches on the same staff in all of college basketball <laughs> that each have a daughter in high school that won a state championship this calendar year. Hello. Coach Burge's daughter, state champion volleyball. Okay. okay, volleyball there. Yes. Annie, Coach Robinson, just won a swimming state championship, just won it. Okay. And, of course, 
the great Avery Pope tennis state championship this year. Three straight so championships. Go. That's good. Now, we could probably put some feelers out to see if there's anyone else like this, but it sounds like you guys I'm may have it. I'm throwing out the gauntlet. <laughs> Any other staff in America try and top that? I don't think it's possible. That is I'm awesome. So excited about it. And that is so cool. This is a shameless plug <laughs> for for girl dads. So, and we're 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 in the final stages right now of putting together the first ever BYU dad and daughter sports camp. Right on. This summer. So I'm actually not supposed to announce that because it could get deep six, but we're hoping to pull it off, and it's going to be so fantastic. We're so excited. Because father-son's been around for quite a while. It's, and, it's, and it's so amazing. Right. It's so awesome. And uh, so, the, the, you know, daddy-daughter's going to be better. Well, so thanks. For that. That, this is good inside scoop. This is, and, and we hope it doesn't get deep six now that we all know about it. Let's go. That's there awesome. Go. You heard it here first. Yes. That's why we come to the show. And you stumped me again. And you stumped me again. <laughs> That's twice in my whole life. It was, great. it was really the greatest moment of my entire life. Well, congrats not only on stumping me, but uh, top 25. How, how cool is that? It's fun. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fun for our team. In all honesty, like, I don't know if people understand how our guys feel, but they feel um, the weight of their opportunity to play here. And all of us as a group are so, we're so excited to do the best we can to put a product on the floor that all of us can celebrate together. And so the fact that we get to be 23 right now and, and that every BYU fan gets to claim that at least for a day is really fun for us. It's really rewarding. The fact that it's been nine years, Jimmer was on the last ranked team here at BYU, and BYU's had some good basketball played over those nine years. So that's how tough it is to get to this level. Yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard, and, 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 and it takes a long time, and it takes a lot of effort and energy. And and um, it's just one little step in the process, right? This is, you know, not, Yoli Childs didn't come back here to be ranked 23 in the country, and Jake didn't come here, and TJ didn't stay here, and all these guys haven't jumped in to do, to, that, that wasn't their end goal, but it sure is a nice sign of progress, and, and um, it just increases the pressure on the guys, and so Thursday will be the hardest, most pressure-filled game they've played all season long, and that's, that's a privilege. It's what you work for is to have a chance to be sweating it out like we're sweating it out right now. It's pretty awesome. I'm so happy for these guys, and I'm so happy for BYU fans. It's great. Like you guys sweated it out last week in SoCal a bit. Let's take a look at last week's two games, another two-win weekend, best weekends to look back on. There are stats and highlights presented by Intermountain Healthcare. Uh, the weekend got underway in L.A., BYU at LMU. Cougs playing for a fifth straight win. T.J. Haas had a nice first half, as did Jake Toulson. Yeah. BYU's first lead of the game. And, and, and you know, we did a lot in this game, but on the defensive end, it was so exciting what these guys accomplished. But uh, we had some markers offensively that were pretty cool, too. Connor Harding with a three, and, and the threes would be a theme on this night. We'll get to that as the numbers kind of pile up in this one. Uh, T.J. with a hard-earned and one. BYU's up seven there, had an eight-point lead, 32-24 at halftime. We go to the second half as BYU begins to assert control and pull away. What a night for Alex Barcelo. Yeah, we just got the one shot he missed all night, but we got the <laughs> offensive rebound. He was unbelievable, actually unbelievable both games over the weekend. But, you know, he's playing at such a high level. Uh, Zach Selyus was huge. Uh, we got contributions from everybody in this game. We actually ended up, it was the third best defensive performance all season against LMU. So Here's an really AB make. Yep. And he did a lot of that, didn't he? 18 points, uh, tying his career high. And he ended up with, uh, now this is the kind of the low light of the night. 
And he tried to shake it off. I think he, he took his free throws, right? Yep. But uh, Dalton Nixon awkwardly into the stanchion there. The ankle buckled beneath him. Yeah. And uh, and he took his free throws, and he had to set out sit out the rest of the night. We'll get to him in a little bit. And uh, A.B. helping to cap things off on his big night. He had six threes on the evening. But BYU was sitting at 17 threes when this happens. That's Evan Troy for 18, and that had never happened in BYU basketball history. 18 threes in a game. It's really fun because it only happened two times before this season, right? And then we, at 17, and you'd already yeah, done it twice. We and had then, two 17s, yeah. and then uh, today, before we started practice, uh, we presented uh, Evan with an 18 <laughs> jersey, so he'll have that for the rest of forever. And these walk-ons are amazing because they work so hard, and for him to actually step in the game and set a record is pretty cool. It was, it was really wonderful. All the guys were so excited. And that's a good tease for our walk-ons feature coming up up in the, a little later on in the show. Evan's one of those guys. So uh, BYU wins it by a score uh, of 77 to 54. And, uh, and games against LMU can tend to be a bit of a grind, right? Yeah, they're, they're a good team. They're tough and they're physical. And the next night or two nights later, they had a huge win. Uh, they're they're, they're, they're a, a really physical team with a really unique player that, that does everything for them. And it's always hard playing on the road. So it was, it was, a, it was a huge win for us. It was a great win. And most satisfying was an unbelievable defensive performance by our team. And uh, as always, when you play in Southern California, BYU fans are going to show up and show out for you, and they did again there. Yeah, that's so unbelievably special. Uh, the only bad thing about the whole weekend was uh, the San Diego game. We had to race off to the airport because they were going to ground us if, if we didn't take off by 10, so we didn't have a lot of time to stay. But both arenas were filled with BYU faithful, and it's, it's unbelievable to get to see these people and meet them and, and, and share the experience of, of playing and, and hopefully winning games with them. It was right after the LMU game when you guys uh, headed on the bus for the drive. You guys drove to San Diego uh, Thursday night. It was down I-5. It was BYU and USD. BYU playing shorthanded now because they're without Dalton Nixon in this one, but uh, displaying the same resiliency they've uh, shown all season. We go right to the second half of this one, and uh, TJ Haas gives BYU one-point lead. I say one-point lead, Coach, and this thing was a one-possession game most of the game. Yeah, there was, I don't know, there's a dozen or more lead changes during 19. the game. 19. This T.J. Haas is playing at such an incredibly elite level, despite that turnover that you just saw. Uh, he's, he's playing incredible basketball. And the guys knew going to this game we were going to have to manage a lot of frustration. They did a great job doing it. Uh, maybe my team did a better job than I did managing the frustration. Uh, but it was, a, it was a huge win for us. Yoli was playing with uh, four fouls uh, late in the half. And as this thing gets late, again, you see how tight it is. Uh, A.B., Big shot, big shot for, uh, for Barcelo puts BYU up three. It's answered right away by Braun Hartfield. You know, you think about A.B., he's 0 for 6 in the first half, and he came out and went 3 for 3 in the second half with three huge shots. And then T.J. just doing T.J., man. He just is, he's just making big play after big play after big play and right play after right play. There's another one from A.B. I mean, this was, that was probably the game shot right there aside from the game winner. It felt like it at the time. Four-point lead and then uh, four in a row. For San Diego, the stick back, you're tied at 66, and this thing was a back and forth down the stretch. And T.J. Haas, again, similar to something he did at St. Mary's, gets to the rim there. You know he's feeling good because he doesn't feel like he has to dunk anymore. He's like, I've done that before. I'll just lay it up. <laughs> and we you the one-point lead. We're in the closing seconds, and now you've got to make a shot to win it. Yep. And this is the play he drew up. Yep. And it's a, it's a really comfortable spot for our guys. And, uh, you know, we went to slip Yo really, really early because the hard show wouldn't bother us. And TJ makes an unbelievable pass. And, and Yo, you know, you just, there's not a lot of players in, in, in basketball that can make that play. And those two guys did it. 
Final shot would have been a game winner, but it wasn't because it missed and you got to walk off with the W. Yeah, um, it, it was a it was a it was a really terrific game. I mean, San Diego played really, really well and we did everything that we ultimately needed to do to win, but we sweated it out, man. It's hard to win on the road. 72-71 is your final as BYU takes at USD. And, and yeah, the trails are, are, are down in the league standings, but give me a, a league or a team in a league that doesn't have a game like this at some point where you've got to go to a team that's lesser regarded and you're grinding it out to the end. Yeah, you think about it. The last eight years were four and four on the road at San Diego. And, and you know, they had played, uh, they were up one on St. Mary's with a minute left in the game and they were up by 10 against Pepperdine late and Pepperdine just managed to have a miraculous comeback. It's a, it's a well-coached team, it's a good program, and they're getting better and better. And, and uh, it, was, it was really important for us to get, get out of there with a win for a lot of reasons. And the guys did it. They did just enough to get it. And, and sometimes you have to do that. Every team has to do that sometimes in a season. And it's a true away win. I think it's significant, too, that you're, uh, you, you have an even record now. You're 5-5 five and five in true away games. Committee looks to see how you do away from home, and yep. that, that's a big part of this. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we've had so many neutral games uh, this year that have been great. Um, but the guys have pulled even on the road, and, and that's hard to do. And uh, hopefully we can finish the season up one game on the road. Mm. We have a chance to do it. Uh, USD, by the way, has a really tough closing stretch. But I, I think they're going to give somebody trouble down, uh, just like they did you guys. If they can hang in there. You know, the, the, the biggest challenge that Coach has right now for them is keeping them together and keeping the frustration from overflowing in that locker room because they have been close so many times. But I think they can sense that they're getting better, and it's a good program. Well, BYU's two wins on the weekend, uh, keeping the Cougars in solo second place in the West Coast Conference. Still on pace for that two-seat in the triple bye at the conference tournament in Las Vegas. Here are how the league standings shake out as of tonight. And again, BYU, again, you see solo second. Game and a half lead on St. Mary's. BYU's played one more game than both the Gales and the Zags. And that'll be a fun battle at the, uh, at the top of the league as, uh, as at least four teams now, four teams with 20-plus wins in the WCC, including Pacific. It's, a, it's amazing. It's a winning league. Uh, you know, it's the best offensive league in America, and it's, and it's a, you know, we got a ton of wins, and, and it's competitive from top to bottom, and uh, it makes for a fun league, and we're right in the guts of it right now. Everything's going to be decided here in the next three and four games. If the standings were to stay the way they are today, here's how your WCC tournament bracket would look in Las Vegas. And again, you see the top two seeds, as it was last year, don't have to make their tournament debut until the semifinals, until Monday night. It's called the triple bye. And again, the Cougars coach are pacing for it right now. It's a, it's a big deal. You know, if you can get to that triple bye, it gives you a much better chance. Um, you know, you get to sit the whole week and work the whole week and recover the whole week and don't start till Monday. So we're working hard to get there, and, and hopefully we can. And if we don't, then we'll, we'll have to go win it the harder way. Maybe before we get to the NCAA resume, a uh, quick word. You talk about, you know, getting as much rest as possible. Dalton Nixon could use it more than most, I guess. How's he doing right now? Uh, he's doing great. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's working really hard on rehab. He got in an air cast today for the first time, went inside the doctor and got some pretty good news in terms of the scope of potential recovery dates and and uh, so you know the one thing you know about Dalton he's going to spend the next uh, you know 24 hours every single day until he's healthy trying to get there and, and we need him to so we're excited about that so the hope is his season isn't done no no we need him we need him to get back in here and, and right now we need to win enough games that he can get back and yeah. he has to hurry up and get back so he can get back before we're done winning games <laughs> right <laughs> it all goes together <laughs> uh, the WCC tournament of course precedes the uh, NCAA tournament and uh, BYU's case for a place in the field of 68 has been getting stronger and stronger here is a look at the Cougars up-to-date postseason portfolio and the change in rankings from last Tuesday's show to tonight 
And again, BYU in a really strong spot. And it's not shown here, but the non-conference schedule as ranked by the net, uh, Coach Pope is in the top 10. You guys played a demanding November and December that's paying off for you. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. So I hear this all the time from random people about how they are waking up and checking Ken Palm and checking the brackets every single morning. This BYU Nation, I'm doing the same thing, guys. So we're all <laughs> doing it together, and it's fun. It it's, is. It's awesome. And, and that we still have a lot of work to do to give ourselves a chance to get in this tournament, but it sure has been fun. You know, this, these players have afforded all of us an opportunity to kind of to be, to be on this ride and be excited about it. And, and, and these guys are really focused on trying to find some way, trying to find some way to make this end really, really good for all of us. It's nerve-wracking in a way, but more than that, it's invigorating to know that every practice day, every game day has so much riding on it. Yes, it is. It's awesome. It's great. All right, for your day-to-day -day Cougar Sports play-by-play, -play, watch BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, we go inside BYU Hoops for the profile of the Cougar Walk-Off. Plus, we preview this weekend home games against Santa Clara and Gonzaga. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. And by Intermountain Healthcare, healing for life. All right, to that montage of uh, BYU's rotation seniors with a senior night coming up on Saturday. Before Saturday, Thursday's game against Santa Clara. Here is your broadcast schedule. Cougars and Broncos, 9 Eastern on CBS Sports Network and BYU Radio. Then Saturday, second-ranked Gonzaga, 23rd-ranked BYU, 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. Well, you know, they don't get to all of the pub or all of the same perks as BYU's scholarship players, but uh, the Cougar walk-ons are an integral part of the team and what Coach Pope envisions in the best locker room in America. In this week's edition of Inside BYU Hoops, we give some run to the walk-ons. All right, fellas, the walk-ons. Great to have you. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, let's start with you, Evan. Uh, what's it like being a walk-on? How would you describe it? These last four years have just been like a dream for me. I mean, um, coming out of high school, you know, it's a little bit different. not having like a scholarship offer for, at BYU, but it's been incredible. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of reasons, but, um, you know, I think first and foremost, probably, probably for all of us, is just we love the game of basketball. We love being out on the court, you know, and, and the camaraderie of, of being a, a team family and being together. I think that's, that's a huge part of it. You said you wanted to be a Cougar growing up. What was that like when you yeah. got to actually be on the team? I mean, it was a dream come true. I remember watching Jimmy Fredette, Brandon Davies, all those older guys when I was younger, playing here and just thinking how cool it would be to be a Cougar someday. And how amazing the fan base is here and stuff. I remember that first game, just putting on my jersey, getting ready. I just had like a surreal moment, kind of realizing, wow, like I'm here now, I've made it, my journey is taking me here, and it's been a blessing for sure. So obviously, having a scholarship's awesome, and that would be great here at BYU, but why, why sacrifice maybe a scholarship somewhere else to be a walk-on here? The facilities are incredible, the coaches are incredible, the team is like a family everywhere else, like the schooling is top-notch. I mean, like all those factors play into why you should come here versus another school. Did you have to try out any of you to make it? I, I was terrified when I tried out. <laughs> but it was, a lot, it was fun and then they kept me on the practice team. And then with the coaching change, I didn't really know what was gonna happen, so I just kept showing up every day and Eventually, got a spot on the team. My first year, I didn't even make it. I got cut my first year, which was like heartbreaking for me. I 
dealt with like a bunch of mental stuff just through that and then bounced back, made it on the practice team. And then Coach Rose talked to me after the year and he's like, you've been killing it, man. Um, we want to see if you can be on the team next year. So I accepted that. And ever since then, the story's just been keep going. So. And there are some moments where you guys come in and the student section wants to get like more than 80 points or get make a three at the end to get over 100 or something. Do you get the sense of that pressure where, okay, it's not the dribble out possession quite yet? I wouldn't say that there's like a ton of pressure or, you know, any sort of nerves. It's sweet, let's go play some ball. Do you guys want to be the dribble it out guy? Do you want to have the, do you fight for that? Me and Blaze kind of laugh about it. I, I think that Blaze does. I no. think Blaze likes it. I, I, think I do not. Likes too. I, I always like, Especially like at the end when, there, when there's a shot clock violation. Yeah. I don't want the turnover, so we try and pass it to each other. Yeah, yeah. If it's about to be a shot clock violation and coach is telling us to just dribble it out, we'll all kind of turn our backs and Blaze will be stuck with no one to pass to so he can't give his turnover away. Describe the role you have in practice as well. You want to be the guy. You want to score 20 a game, right? But sometimes you'd be on the scout squad and describe what the important role of, of, and Taylor, you talked about that, the important role of the scout squad came. Part of being on the scout team is just going as hard as you can, making sure that you're helping other guys get better, helping them understand how they need to guard, how they're going to be guarded. That can help in the games that we play during the week. You guys have walk-on pride, like if one of you gets in, is like you're rooting extra hard for that guy. Is that a thing or no? Am I making that I up? Feel like, I feel like that. Like When I come back from the bench, like Taylor's always like, hyping me up and stuff like that. Like, I notice it for sure. When Blaze gets in, I always try and hype him up and stuff like that. It's, it's hard to play with confidence, obviously, when, like, obviously you weren't, like, recruited as, like, you got to be the guy when you come in. So as long as you have your boys around you, I mean, like, that can help a ton, so. Did you have a walk-on growing up that you, uh, or, or recently where you thought, oh, that guy did something. I want, I want to be like that guy? My dad actually walked on the BYU football team, so it was a little different, but it's just that same idea that like, he chased his dream and it came true, and so that's kind of the same motivation that I had. To finish, um, I guess, how would you encapsulate your experience as a walk-on and what it's meant to you, Cameron? It's, a, it's been a dream come true. Out of high school, a lot of people told me I never would play basketball, and... Uh, just to come every day and compete, play the game I love, it's its a dream. How about you, Blaze? Yeah, I mean, I agree with him. I think that being here, being a part of this team, especially this season we're having, winning, the success that's come with it, it's been super fun and um, something I want to continue doing. I feel like the most important thing that has, like, developed for me is, like, this bond that I've had with all these guys. Like, this is going to go way beyond, like, just these four years. Even though we're together now, we won't be later, I know that they'll still be part of my life, so. It really is a, a life-defining, you know, event, like, to be a part of the season and, and the magic that, that we're having right now, and it's something that I'll forever be, be grateful for. Okay, well, awesome. I appreciate the time, guys, and best of luck the rest of the season. Appreciate Thank it. Thanks, man. All right, so each of them has their own unique journey yeah, uh, what feelings really came to your uh, mind when you watched that I just it's, it's so hard to understand um, so whatever success we have this year and have had so far and hopefully continue to have we have zero chance without those four guys none uh, you know the, these these four young men they prep us for every single game uh, they probably watch more film than our guys because they're trying to perfectly represent what our opponent is uh, they're in every single rep during practice where our guys are like in two-thirds of the reps. Uh, they make our locker room special. Um, they're extraordinary. These four guys, you know, if, uh, they, they deserve all the credit that Yoli Childs or TJ or, or Jake or anybody else on the team has. They're extraordinary young men. And the truth is, 
you know, all of us are going to go have average lives, and those guys are going to go be billionaires. It's just the way it works out, man. You always stay close to the walk-ups because they're, the one, they're the ones that make it in the end. So they're a beautiful young man, and uh, it was a great piece, Jeremy. It was really And uh, Evan also gets out of this with the number 18 jersey as well, so he's yep. got that yes, going for him. he does, in the record book. All right. Uh, to the week ahead now for BYU. Let's call it Senior Week, uh, final two home games of the Cougars season. The last two chances to see BYU seniors as they uh, bid farewell to the Marriott Center and the two-game weekend starts Thursday night versus Santa Clara. So you've already played 13 league games, but you haven't played one against these guys yet. Yeah, yeah it's really interesting the way the schedule works out now with, with two teams you just played once, but this team's really good. They're dangerous. They beat St. Mary's earlier this season. They can really, really score it. They're the 15th longest team in America. It's going to be a huge challenge for us. And, we got to find a way to come ready and, and, and keep getting better every day to try and compete in this game. The shooting numbers, pretty solid. The tempo number, very, they, they like to run it up and down. Yep, they're, they're, they're really aggressive in transition. Their bigs are really, really physical. They spend the whole game ducking, kind of like a Utah or a Gonzaga, and um, it's going to be a big challenge. And, and Coach Sendak, actually, the, the head coach there, actually recruited me to Kentucky. Uh, I've known him mm. forever. I love him. He's one of the smartest he might be the smartest uh, basketball coach in the country. He graduated from Wharton. Um, and uh, so he's, he's a great human being. And, and uh, he's, you know, they're having a really good season. They've slipped just a little bit recently, but they're really good. Not too many guys that can claim Coach of the Year awards in three different yeah. conferences, but he can. Yeah, he's had an unbelievable career. And more impressive than the three Coach of the Year is the fact that he survived being assistant for Coach Patino. <laughs> That's really his claim to fame. <laughs> then there are the players who survived playing for Coach Patino right. as right. well, which is uh, its own unique thing. All right, uh, just a couple thousand tickets, by the way, uh, left for the Santa Clara game on Thursday. Uh, no tickets available uh, for the Saturday game yeah. against Gonzaga. Top 25 showdown. Number 23, BYU. Number 2, Gonzaga. It's crazy. In their long history, uh, they've never squared off with both teams in the top 25. Yep. It's, uh, you know, this is, this is every game now matters so much. Um, and these Zags are, you know, the best or the second best. Take your pick. Probably doesn't matter. Team in the country. Uh, they've been doing it for a long time. And they got us up there. And, and uh, hopefully, you know, we've spent every day since then trying to get better. And, and we get another shot at them here Saturday. It's more than just this, but you didn't have Yoli Childs when you played up there, and it's, it's beyond obvious to say what a different difference he makes to your entire group. Yeah, you know, we get a, we'll, we'll feel a little bit different on the floor, and, and uh, we're excited about it, but I almost feel guilty talking about it. I mean, we, this game Thursday is massive, so we just, we just have to take care of this deal Thursday, and then Thursday night we can all get together and game plan for Saturday. <laughs> uh, can you believe the, the home season is over after this weekend? I mean, your first home season is almost in the books. Yeah, the, the season has gone so fast. I think, uh, I think all of us feel a little bit the same way, which is interesting because these guys have worked so hard and they've, they've put their whole heart and soul into, into trying to figure out how to make a team. And um, I think the reason the season's gone so fast is because these guys love each other so much. And it's, um, while it's been difficult and trying and all kinds of challenges have risen up along the way, um, you know, these guys have made it really fun, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, we're hoping we have a lot of season left, so, so we got work to do. Your last two seasons at UVU, I think you lost one home game in each year. You've lost one home game this year, yeah. uh, and, and you talk a lot about your, your season's going to ride primarily on what you're able to do 
uh, when you're playing at home? I do. I think it's a marker. I think winning at home, I think it defines a really, really strong program. If you're a strong program, you should win at home. And certainly with us, with you guys and the Marriott Center and the pride that we have representing this university, um, you know, we should be a we should be a different team when we walk on our home floor. And um, you know, we we should you know we always do every game. We pour everything we have into it. But we need to protect this home court. And so far, the guys have done a, a amazing job this season. And, and and we get another huge challenge Thursday. Okay, you have games Thursday and Saturday. Today's Tuesday. There are already tents outside the Marriott Center today. It's awesome. So. Let's go. Bring it. <laughs> Uh, programming note, switching sports, BYU baseball uh, taking on Cal Poly Thursday, 9 Eastern. You can hear it on BYU Radio, 107.9 FM, and into the weekend on the radio. It's the first game of a four-game series with the Mustangs. As we go to break, did you know that you can have your groceries waiting to be picked up or better yet dropped off at your front door? It's all done online at smithsfoodanddrug.com or on their app on your phone. Download the Smiths app and save time. Shop online. After this break, we go inside the numbers and a brand new deep blue will show us freshman Trevin Nell as BYU basketball with Mark Pope continues. BYU basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. And it is time now to go inside the numbers presented by Mountain America Credit Union. And tonight we go inside BYU's pole position and the Cougars history when playing as a ranked team. Something that hasn't happened in, well, nine years. And uh, BYU has some pretty good numbers when playing with a number next to their name. And uh, a few to pick and choose from here, but uh, we'll head to that, last, that third uh, third one there, Coach, is uh, when you're playing at home as a ranked team, BYU's done pretty darn well with the Rock at their uh, at their back. It's awesome. 114 games ranked at home. That's a lot. It's pretty cool. We're, we're glad to be able to add a couple more to that. It's really exciting. BYU in the polls for the first time since that uh, Jimmer Fredette-led season of 2010-11. Well, it was a few years ago that we have found out Trevin Nell would be joining the BYU basketball program, but it was a bit of a wait before this former Cal signee was ready to suit up for the Cougs. Now back off a of mission and back off of injury. Trevin is again ready to roll for the stretch run. Here now, more on BYU's freshman with a promising future in a new Deep Blue. Left wing blaze, no look Mon. Cycle right corner, Nell again for three. Again, Trevin Nell! When it's all said and done, I think this Trevin Nell can be one of the great shooters to ever play at BYU. That's a ton of pressure I'm putting on this young man right now. But that's also what he's delivered every single day, every single game, his entire career. I have a really unique story, I guess. I have a pretty gnarly scar, but this dog bite almost ended what could have been my basketball career. When Trevin was about seven or eight years old, he was over to the neighbors playing, of course, basketball. There was an ice cream truck that came down our street, and our neighbor was walking this huge dog. It was a great thing. I love dogs, and so I started petting this dog. The dog grabbed him and bit his arm and kind of threw him up against the fence. Shook him like a rag doll, just, and then threw him to the ground. We knew he probably needed stitches, so we took him up to the hospital and they cleaned out the wound. 
There was a basketball camp going on at the time, and he was determined to still go to the camp. So he went to the basketball camp and came back home, and he said, Mom, my arm is really hurting, and I noticed that the, it was turning red and it was hot. And I knew at the time that we needed to take him back up to the hospital. And they were really concerned about the infection. They had to work quickly because of how quickly the infection was growing. The doctor came by and just talked to my dad a little bit about what the options could, could be if the infection doesn't go down, and one was amputation. You know, surgery is one thing, and, and that was a tough thing for a, for a young kid, but... My dad was pretty nervous about it, and he ended up giving me a, a priesthood blessing, and so that was something that I hold really close to my heart, and the infection ended up going away, and luckily I'm here and have two arms, so it's definitely a huge blessing. We thought that he would be scared to death of dogs, and no, he, he begged for years and years to get a German Shepherd. And so when he was 14 years old, we finally gave in, and we got him his dog, and he's named it Bear, and they are best friends, and he just absolutely loves him. And if he could take him down there to live with him, he would. <laughs> I think the turning point in Trevin's high school career was when we had a conversation his sophomore year at a spring tournament. He asked me, what's something that I need to work on? And the thing he told me was, Trevin, you're not great at anything, but you're good at everything. And that's something that stuck with me till now. And this kind of fueled my fire to just work harder and to sacrifice other things. And I think what distinguishes Trevin is a lot of young kids these days like their video games. And when it became video games or shooting hoops, Trevin always picked shooting hoops. He knew what he wanted and he knew what he needed to get to and, and the directions and the hard work and the steps and the sleepless nights and all that, all the stuff that goes along with that. We would get a church key every morning, 5 o'clock, and we would go over and I would rebound for him and he would just put up as many shots as he could before school started. He worked so hard and he was always so determined to be the best he could be. I led the state in scoring my senior year and I led the state in three-pointers my senior year also. And I'm in the Utah uh, high school record books for uh, my career threes in a season. My sophomore year, I ended up breaking my ankle so I, I feel like I could have broken a record or two here in Utah. <laughs> here at BYU, coming back from a mission, you have to work that much harder, especially since I'm a freshman. You, you're not entitled to anything. He has taken this goal sheet and he has put it in his locker. So there's something I look at to kind of give me motivation to work that much harder. Whether it's just to be one of the best players at BYU he can be or maybe at the next level, but he is always got that goal sheet in front of him and um, constantly trying to make himself better and improve himself. Uh, currently, there's a lot of seniors on the team, and that in some ways is a lot of advantage for him. He has such an, a huge opportunity to learn from these guys. It's hard coming back from the mission. You're a little rusty. My first game here, I had my teammates come up and talk to me and just talk to me about how this game doesn't define you. You just got to work hard and hustle and just let everything come to you. After that, I was able to just kind of get in my rhythm. I shot five for six from threes, had 19 points. I led the team, and so it's a super exciting feeling, especially since I'm the only freshman on the team. My hero is definitely my dad. He works super hard. He wakes up early, and he comes home super late just so that I can be able to fulfill my dream here. To hear him say I'm his hero is pretty special. 
I got five amazing kids. And as a parent, you know, you just hope that you can teach them and, and that they'll learn and they'll grow and do different things. Oh, I gotta stop. Growing up, there's a lot of tournaments, a lot of all-star camps that cost a lot of money. And he never denied me of going. He just said I had to work hard and kind of give up and sacrifice other things. And because of his sacrifice, I made my own sacrifices. And that's the reason why I'm here is just because of his hard work and his dedication to be able to support our family. You like what he has ahead of him, don't you? Yeah, I do. I mean, I do. I, I, I you know, I've, I've been watching him for a long time and recruiting him for a long time at, at multiple schools that I've been coaching <laughs> at, and I have a ton of faith in him. I think he's going to be a really, really special player, and he's done nothing this season but confirm to me that, that he's got a capability of turning into a great player, what he's done defensively, his potential offensively that's always been there, and then his, like his insides, which are, which are pretty... Um, you know, he's got, a, he's got a little bit of saltiness to him, a little bit of fearlessness to him that you have to have to become a great player. He missed nine games with that thumb, but he's back. He got him in the game at San Diego for a bit, and he'll yeah. see some more time down the stretch. Uh, I'm telling you, there's a chance he wins his game here down the stretch. So, so you know, we, 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 he's going to have a place this year, and then he's, he's going to have a huge responsibility on his shoulders coming next year. Okay, heading to break, a reminder, the, the number two BYU men's volleyball team hosts Concordia Irvine Thursday, 9 Eastern, then USC Saturday at 8 Eastern. Watch both games on BYU TV, both matches after this break. Senior Dalton Nixon will join us in studio on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Stay with us. Marcelo spinning away from his defender, jumps it out to Dalton Nixon with a five-second shot. Dalton Nixon! to Toulson, won't take that three, and won't take it again, Barcelo cycles three, Nixon, he got Nixon, it! of course, screaming, let's go! A.B., drive and dish to Dalton, and the dunk! Well, you know, there's only one thing wrong with last weekend's road sweep for BYU, and that is it ended with Dalton Nixon on crutches. But the hopes are he'll be back for what we hope is a long NCAA tournament run. Please welcome in for a final time here in Studio C, senior Dalton Nixon. <laughs> so we'll get this out of the way. You're, you're in a walking boot. Yeah. Tell us how you're feeling these days. I, I'm actually, I'm feeling a lot better than I was feeling on Thursday night. <laughs> you know, it was a, it was a scary fall, um, but I'm, I'm really lucky to just come away, you know, with an ankle injury, uh, something that you know, I can just focus on every day trying to get better. And, you know, I'm here for my teammates and really just trying to put myself in a position to, you know, whenever I, I, I feel ready to come back that I can, you know, still make an impact for my team. Have you seen the video? I have. I've looked at it a, a few times. I mean, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, after the replay, you see, after, after I hit my leg, I pop up and I look at my right leg and I'm like, Okay, I'm good. And then I just get up. Um, but then it started hurting. So. Yeah, well, I know in the live call, I was just like aghast because I could see how it buckled. But I'm like, okay, he's up. He's got some adrenaline. He's going to take this free throw or free throws. You did. Then you're off the bench immediately. Do you have a pretty good sense that this was just more than a, a roll? Yeah, you know, it, it was just a you know, pretty bad roll. And, you know, I, I'm in this boot walking around. But, you know, Today, I had the opportunity to, you know, get on the bike and just feel, you know, feels good, you know, just whatever I can do on my own to, you know, stay in shape, stay ready. 
The fact, the fact that guys still see him doing all this stuff, right? Oh, I mean, it's been amazing because all season long, I was like, this guy's not human. Like, <laughs> he, just, he, just, he just endured everything and was there every single second. And then he gets hurt, and I'm like, oh, he is human. And then today he ro rolled back in on the bike. I'm like, this dude's not human. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Some shots from your senior year, and uh, what a year it's been for you and the guys. I mean, this is what I, I guess what any senior hopes uh, the, the team does, right? Yeah, you know, it's been a dream. This whole season has been really special, and I've just loved every minute of being able to play with my guys. I love this team, love my teammates, love, you know, our coaches, and, you know, we're in a really good position to, to make something special. When Coach talks about having the best locker room in America, it's one of your mantras. Uh, what, is that, what is he really saying when he says that? And what have you seen come to fruition that way? I think um, as, the, as the season began, I think that we had a really unique opportunity to have seniors and veterans in the locker room that are all, uh, you know, really, really good basketball players, but great leaders. And I think that that is the DNA of our team. And um, I think that, you know, it starts with guys like TJ, guys like Jake, Yoli. You know, I, I pride myself in, you know, being a leader and setting an example for the for the whole team and we're we just come every day and we work as hard as we can and we had the same goal every single day and that's to get better and we know that if we can get better every day you know we're going to win games we're going to be successful and that's what's happened coach if we were tracking charges taken i don't know i don't know what the number is but i know who the leader is yeah it's, un it's unbelievable <laughs> so it's just the this winning you know uh dald is just the embodiment of winning and so this summer we started workouts uh a little bit this summer and and so I took Dalt, who's a senior, and stuck him on the second unit. And, um, and then he just did what he's done all season long. And so I made the comment to the team multiple times. I was just like, hey, you know, look at Dalton. Like, he is, he's not even on the first unit. He is going to win us games. I didn't know he was going to win us every game, <laughs> right? Um, but, but, you know, the load that he carried, for example, in the first nine games uh, without Yoli was I, – I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it with how you stepped up and then – Dalt doesn't know this, but we actually have my, my uh, stat and film crew right now for the last 10 days. They've been working on a, a teaching film because, you know, if we could get guys to come in and play the position that Dalton plays the way he plays it, we're going to be good forever. Um, and so his, his kind of legacy here is going to go on for a long time just in terms of being the example that we point to. to be like, hey, you want to win? You want to be a BYU basketball player that wins, play exactly like he plays, and you're going to do it. And, and I had a chance to go to, um, to Germany uh, last year I was recruiting. And uh, so actually Eric Mika's team came and played one of my former players at, 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 uh, at UVU. And so I watched the game, and, and the German player of the year was, was Luke Sigma. Is it Luke? Played at Portland? Yeah. And, and I'm watching the game, and I'm like, this guy is exactly Dalton Nixon. He just doesn't shoot it as well as Dalton. And Dalton's got a huge – he's got a huge opportunity to become a, a great pro for a long time if he wants to do that. He's just – and that's what happens when you win. That's what happens when you give to your team and you win. Uh, you special things are in store for you. And so everything he's done now, everything he's going to continue to do right. quickly, yeah. please, <laughs> for this team. And then his future is going to be really special. It's been unbelievable to have him on this team. Unbelievable. There, there's a BYU fan I know that posted a picture today of you and your dad when you were a high school senior. Now you're a college senior. You've got senior night uh, coming up on Saturday night. And it's going to happen with, uh, with BYU ranked. And the Zag drank. You got a game Thursday, so you're going to play a couple games this yeah. this week as a ranked team. How does it mean to what does it mean to you to be a part of the team that got BYU back in the poll? You know, it, it feels really good, and you know, credit to all of our guys. We've been working for this forever. You know, I think about our summer workouts like 
we grinded through the summer. We, we went to Italy as a team. That was a huge bonding experience for us. You know, we started f fall camp with two-a-days. No, no one in the country does two-a-days as, as, <laughs> as long as we do. And it's, you know, those are, those are the reasons why, you know, we've been successful. That's why we're in this position now is because we've just been all in. We've, we've given our, our, our whole lives. We've sacrificed a lot. And it's, it, it's great. It feels great to be in this position. And I think the biggest thing from it is like we're not done yet. Like this is just this is just the start. Last thing for you. A few weeks back, we got you and your dad together on the Marriott Center floor uh, for a feature that our audience is going to see next week. Uh, what can you say about what we are going to see without giving away maybe uh, too much? Of the yeah, it, I think it'll be shocking. Um, <laughs> I think I think it'll be really shocking actually. Um, but, you know, we had a good good opportunity to to talk you know about our careers. What, it, what, this, what it's meant for our relationship, you know, both being BYU basketball players, it's been something that's been huge for, you know, for, for both of us. And then we reenact his, his game-winning shot for the WAC championship. And, like, you got to tune no in. No spoilers. No spoilers. That's you a gotta teaser. Let's go. You got to come back next week. You got to see what happens. <laughs> that's so. good stuff. Uh, Coach, I like, we like to leave you uh, the 30-second testimonial time. Yeah, so, so listen, I've, I've testified about Dalton Nixon the whole season. Like, it's just been so incredible. But Dal I'm going to give Dalton a second to talk about the better athlete in his family right now. Go ahead. Take Absolutely. it away, my friend. You know, I'm, I'm here with my wife, Taylin, and she's, she's on the volleyball team, coming off a really good season, and she'll be a senior next year. And I'm, I'm really excited for her. You know, she's put in a lot of work, and she's a huge example to me. And, you know, every day being able to talk with someone who feels, you know, the same thing that you're going through with the grind of uh, being a student athlete, it's, it's really special. And I, I just love her so much. Most importantly about Taylin is that sometimes uh, some of the, the players' wives will come to, uh, to our house and watch the games when we're on the road. And so now my daughters are so in love with Taylin. They're like, is Taylin coming? Is she coming? <laughs> so it, it's, a, it's a team effort through and through. Great to have you back in Studio C. Good to have you back for a final time yeah. as well, and your Thank folks you. here as well. Thanks, Dalton. Appreciate it. All right, it's Dalton Nixon, folks. As we go to break, here's this week's BYU basketball trivia question presented by the BYU Store. Yoli Childs, 80 points away from becoming BYU's first-ever player with 2,000-plus points and 1,000-plus rebounds, who's the only WCC player to end his career with 2,000-plus points and 1,000-plus rebounds. The answer is coming up. After the break on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Here's your trivia question. Yoli's trying to be the first ever BYU guy to be a 2,000-1,000 guy. Who's the only WCC player to end his career with 2,000-plus points and 1,000-plus rebounds? The great, the All-American, the NBA champion, Bill Cartwright. Wow. That's, that's exclusive company, Yo and Bill, and that is about it. Well, uh, you know, BYU's number 23 in the AP poll. Uh, we brought in 23 pizzas and donuts to form the number 23. Look at that. So we're, so we're, all, we're all chowing down here in a few minutes. <laughs> you know, uh, most of the highlights we show you on this program need no explanation. They're just great plays with positive results, right? Uh, then there are highlights that do require us to ask a few questions. And one question in particular, that one question is, what happened? Let's fire it up. Here we go. Now, this was at LMU, and uh, every once in a while, Coach Pope will uh, target his guys with the football, and Evan's used to that. He was, he was looking for the pass on the other end of the floor. All right, uh, this, this is Connor Harding use, all, using all of the basket and the backboard for the three. One of your 18 threes. You don't get the record without this one. Look at him own that shot. Let's go. 
And that was pretty cool because it led to the fact that BYU could just keep bombing them and making them all night long. Again, this is a, we're not going to show them all to you, but this is a string of them. And then we're going to show you Evan Troy's uh, record setter once again at the end. This is number 18 to end the game. So it's a history maker for BYU. Great stuff. Uh, Jake Tools with the synchronized fake. We like that. It looks pretty cool in slow motion. And up and down. And the, how, how about this guy? This guy's a this guy's a heck of a coach. Really he was cool. at your game on Saturday. That's yeah, really cool. Former Great San time. Diego Torero, David Fisdale there, checking out the game. Uh, more intense stare. Cody or Coach Pope? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure this was directed at the referees. <laughs> Now we're we're pretty sure on this. We're pretty sure this is Colby Lee. We think this is Colby Lee. Uh, the graphics guy, in the, not so sure. It's your it's your boy Vladimir Pinchuk. <laughs> it's bad Vlad. That's his nickname. You now see Vladimir. Vladimir. Yeah. But oh my gosh, what? Now this is this is Zach being Zach, isn't it? <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> that's, that's how you win, guys. That's how you win. It's awesome. And it's another okie doke from TJ Haas. He's got his guy all kinds of uh, turned around here. And we see it a lot, don't we? He's like, what happened? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to Lyron and Baby Tice. There he is. Shout out to Baby. That's your boy, TJ Haas, making sure that... Uh, <laughs> Making sure that the wife and the baby get a shout on the uh, on the interview. All right, that's what happened. We have time. Oh my gosh, we have time for one question and one answer. Oh, you look who it is. You know, we have we have the best uh, stage manager, floor director in America, Julian Riley. Why am I getting mic. nervous right now? I'm getting a little nervous. Let's go, Coach. Uh, <laughs> I, my name is Julian Riley. I, yeah. I for, you know, I'm here every week for you. <laughs> um, you didn't drink much of your water, but uh, I I was coming across uh, some ball cards of mine. 96, Rick Patino, Kentucky, all these things. I just want you to sign it. Let's go. Let's come on go. up. Come on, come on Julian. I want a hand for Julian here. <laughs> Love I don't know. Can we, we probably can't see this. This is, we probably can't do it. Uh, it's a good thing because I don't look exactly right. I look a little, some type of combination between Zach and a felon right now. <laughs> Josh one night. Thank you, Coach. You're the best, man. Appreciate Thank you so much. Appreciate Good stuff. Well, tremendous audience, a great crowd, and it's a big weekend, and we're looking forward to getting it going. Coach, have a great weekend. Thank you. Thanks for being here, guys. We'll see you Thursday night. All right. Go. For seats on next week's show, go to BYUCougars.com slash Pope Show. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, 8 Eastern. For Dalton and Coach, I'm Greg Grubel. This has been BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. We'll see you next week. Go Cougs!